Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by the Game Day. We got a very special guest today. Huge. We got Faraz from Upper Hand Fantasy. One of Apple. one of the best fantasy creators yeah. on social uh, here in the building with us. What's up, Faraz? Welcome What's in. What's up, man? I appreciate you guys having me. Happy, yeah. happy to have you here. Dude, Adam is, is This is Felipe. Adam has been, Adam yeah, been buzzing. It. So it's Felipe. Adam and Felipe are the fantasy boys. The amount of content like. I take in from you, bro. When you said Josh Downs was a, it was a great fantasy pick, man i had just done my dynasty draft and i had drafted him in like the uh late second round i right. think of my rookie my rookie dynasty draft and i was like man this guy for us he's always speaking well, to me. you know as, a, as <laughs> an advisor on his to board me. of trustees too for his dynasty team that was really big for us yeah right. i also <laughs> i was i was following you like two years ago i was previously at overtime and we started doing like one video together and then overtime kicked the can on it and there's for some other reason, but you you had way less followers then. And to see over a two year period, I think you were at like at one point ten thousand or something super small, and now you're over like one hundred thirty thousand strictly for fantasy is is impressive. It's awesome. To yeah, hundred percent, man. And you know, I, I want to get more into the NFL stuff because you know, over the years when you start. You know, you kind of like, well, you know, you get that imposter syndrome. Yep. You're like, do yeah. I really know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. But now after you do it, you know, year after year after year, you're like, all right, well, I think I could be, I could talk more about NFL. So I do want to branch out. Were you, you know, doing, did you start doing other sports before NFL? No, man. I, I, it was just fantasy. When I first started, it was basically, what am I doing in my spare time? I want to put out content. What am I going to put content out about? And it was just like, I was doing fantasy with my boys and all that. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I can talk about it. Let's see how it goes. You do, fan do you do fantasy baseball? No, I don't. Just uh, football. That's just that, a that's bitch. The right fantasy. Oh, no. oh Nobody that's wants shit <laughs> dedication. No, no, no. There's they, only these one guys fantasy. both hate baseball. They're such not baseball sure. fans. Yeah, yeah, we were the baseball no fans. reason to play that. Fantasy baseball Terrible is sport. like a different animal. Dude, that's sure. every single day. It's changing every. It's, oh my, it's a lot. I would love to see the breakdown year. of like percentages of, of people that play fantasy and like what that percentage looks like. If it's like football, baseball, basketball, because it's got to be an overwhelming majority for football. Baseball's big too. Oh, for sure. But yeah, it's got to be overwhelming for football. Basketball's decently big. But no, that's basketball gotta be. Sucks. Hey, that's speaking close. of basketball, con uh, not congrats, hey, but nice I'm sorry about your loss. Nice congrats on Damian no, no, Lillard. No, no, no. Nice. Congrats on a great season, Adam. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, Adam. Yeah, yeah. The Miami Heat, Miami great fan. season, great you season, know. overachieved. Yep. Hey, I told you. I'm How at do you peace. feel? I'm at peace. Last yeah. night, it wasn't at peace. Last night, a man and I got into a oh, no no names on this podcast. <laughs> My girlfriend and I Dude. got into a major argument, and it wasn't an argument. It was just me saying. Please shut up because she's like, it's okay. You, you'd be happy you got here. And I'm like, you know what? No. Let me matter. be emotional. I'm upset. <laughs> but then you let her get into your head. Yeah. And now you're happy about but, it. Well, it's because that's what happens. You scroll Twitter for bro. like two hours and you start seeing reasonable people come through and then you listen to Spoh's press conference. You saw reasonable people on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Because you Shocking. get to a point where like you lose and then you have like the big heat accounts and they're like, love this team. What a story and everything. You're like, yeah, what a story. And then you start believing. Like, you know what would have been a better fucking story? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, but, story but that time. only came around at like 2 a.m. So the first couple of hours. Yeah, was rough, yeah, rough, rough night. Yeah, rough night. Rough night. Uh, all right, let's bring it back around. Back around for us for a second. Um, how did, I mean, like what, we were just talking about this a little bit off the pod. You obviously built up this page for yourself, you know, making awesome content. What about your content do you think, like why should people listen to you basically? I don't know, man. That's a really good question. Um, you know, I, I think I try to do my best to be ob as objective as possible. Like, I got my favorite players. I got the guys who I want to root for, who I want to do well, because, you know, I think they're, like, for example, right, you, you know, you have a bunch of rookies coming into the NFL, right? It's really hard to project rookies coming into the NFL. Yeah. However, you have your process. You refine it year after year. Mm -hmm. And I have guys, like, you know, who I, I like. I'll give you an example. Dwayne McBride out of, you know, it, on the Vikings right now, mm -hmm. right? Uh, he was like my sixth ranked running back going into going into the NFL, but then he gets drafted in the seventh round. Now, am I going to continue to be a Dwayne McBride stand? I don't think that's smart, right? Because the chances that a, a running back, you know, does his thing, you know, even day three, let alone day, uh, you know, yeah. round seven, is not high, right? So I'm gonna ch I'm gonna change my my thought process. Not yeah, think things that, adjust. Yeah, exactly. So like, you know, he does have a little bit of an opportunity now, so I am rooting for him. Dalvin Cook got released, nah, yeah. right? So, uh, <laughs> but you know, I. I I try to stay as objective as possible, I think. Yeah. Same. <laughs> no, we do I'm not stay objective. We <laughs> are honest, like we it. are subjective on this podcast for we sure. Are, we are super well, But you also mentioned him, Dwayne McBride, but I feel like the Vikings probably wouldn't have or knew they were probably going to release Dalvin or look for a trade. So it was almost a value play for them at that point at the seventh round. I, I hope so. You know, he, he in particular hasn't been participating in the OTAs. He's been a little hurt and stuff like that. But I do think that he has a chance. Like, I, you know, I am a little bit biased, yeah. right? You know, you know, I, I, is that. Alexander Madison going to be the guy? 
right? Yeah. I think there are questions around that. Right. Like, I think there's a, it's a possibility. He's done very well when Dalvin Cook missed mm-hmm. games in the past. But at the end of the day, it's like there's going to be opportunity for a couple of these yeah, guys. Yeah, totally. The I do think he's going to be – he's. He's going to have the opportunity to be the guy. 100%. And, and the head coach has already endorsed him to yeah. be a three-down guy. He has to just make sure that he doesn't let any other running backs, you know, uh, compete. Yep. What do, yeah, go, go. I was going to say, going back to the content, and obviously you're a big fantasy player yourself, but what made you get into the content space for fantasy? Like, what made you so want to just start creating? I've always, be, you know, I've always been somebody who wanted to be an entrepreneur, I think. I think that's when it started. And I didn't really know how to get started at all. Like, I didn't really have much direction from anywhere around me. And then, I'm not going to lie, like, Gary V, you know, when Jones. he started putting legend, stuff out, I, I read his book, Crush It. Yeah, great book. Um, and, and then I started listening to a lot of his content. And he really, like, I, I started just following everything he did. Mm. This was like, you know, it was probably six, seven years ago. Yeah. And, um, when that happened, I just started getting into it. And then he was, like I mentioned earlier, I, I knew I wanted to put out content. I just mm-hmm. didn't know what I wanted to put content about. Mm-hmm. And it was just a matter of, like, what am I doing in my spare time? Yeah, and and it that's down. what I started. So yeah. that's really what got us started, to be honest with you. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that he put out was around mindset stuff. Like, just like, you know, totally. you know so, like, that helped me out to, to, to start. And then from there, obviously, there's been a lot of other, you know, prolific content creators and, and, and entrepreneurs putting out content. So all that kind of stuff you know, help me kind of guide my process for That's the most dope. part. I've seen that y'all have, because there's the Upper Hand Fantasy main page, and I've noticed recently that they're, you guys are breaking out into, like, uh, cities. They're, like, team-based, yeah. team right? Yeah. How, can you explain that? Yeah, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to, like, just create communities because we realize that not everyone plays fantasy. Mm. You know, you can, you can love the NFL, you can love your team, but you might not play fantasy. So right. we're trying to, you know, create communities and create spaces for those people, for those fans, um, to just like have a, a, a space where they can, you know, talk about their team. Yeah. And, and, and I want to have dedicated people. And I, so far we have about 10 pages right now yeah. uh, for different teams where like, you know, let, let's try to create a community. Let's try to like, you know, do this like the, the kind of similar way that we've done it. Because right. we've, I think we fostered a, a nice little community at Upper Hand. And now let's try to foster that same thing for particular fan bases. How many people, how many people work, you work with? Well, we have about 10 people right now, each of them, you know, having a you know, particular team that they're kind of focused on. And yeah. then I have a graphic design team and we have a, a video, edit, a video editing team. I think for social, I think that's like the main thing. Yeah, always, yeah right? 100%. Are you, are you boss, man? What's are that? you the boss, man? Yeah, I would nice. say so. How crazy is it to see that? I was how crazy to see that grow from when it was just you saying, fuck it, I'm just going to make some content about this. Now having like a team of people that you manage. And everything. It, it's, That's be it's crazy. You know, I, I don't really stop to smell the roses that often, but like, yeah. I, I think, you know, cause we're just getting started at the same time. Yeah, right? Right. It's just like, you know, you have these, these goals, these huge goals and you want to get there. Um, so we're just trying to build it, you know, as, as much as we can, um, you know, and I'm not going to lie. Like I still have a day job. Like I yeah. still have now I'm lucky that, you know, I, I finagled my way into yeah. not having to work so many hours on that day yeah, job yeah. because that's just holding down me and my family. But at the end of the day, like, that's going to be, I'm, I'm going to eventually quit that, right? It's yeah. like that standard story of, like, yeah, yeah. you know, that side hustle. But that yeah. side hustle has really become a hustle that I'm doing 60, 70 hours a week. That ends up being my main yeah, thing. Yeah, that's no side hustle. That's a fucking yeah. That hustle is the hustle. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the hustle right now. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, eventually, you know, we want, we want to get to the point where, like, I'm not, I don't have to worry about that other thing. Oh, that's fine. That's crazy. Hey, Good shout for out you. to anybody yeah. out there that just wants to start making content, bro. Like, that's that's the way just right there. Just fucking do it. Yeah. That's lit. Yeah. That's sick. And Gary Vee is a good person to follow, bro. Crush is a great book. Also, think it's just book, fun. Right. like there's so much of an ego involved with it because you're afraid of judgment and everything. And thing. like you're making your content right now and starting up multiple accounts and talking yeah. about how to grow in sports media. So I, I commend you. That That's awesome. That's yeah, I, I love it. And I do want to help people. So like, you know, that is one of the most rewarding things about mm-hmm. it. Like a, a lot of people reach out and talk and ask me about that particular thing. Not necessarily about fantasy questions, mm-hmm. but you know, how do I get started? That sort of thing. And I, and I do have a lot of, you know, advice that I would give. Yeah. So if anybody, you know, you can always reach out to me. You know what I mean? Like just DM me, hit me up. That's awesome. All right, well, as fuck. Let's, talk, fantasy, let's talk about bro. the fantasy <laughs> advice. Let's do it. Uh, I mean, we have a whole bunch of uh, topics we wrote down. I guess we'll just rattle through them. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, the first one we were talking about because I, there's been some just conversation about in the office is, you know, you can never prepare too early for <laughs> who is going to be the first overall pick <laughs> well, in the fantasy this year. Out of 
the never prepare too early is because Adam's already ripped a hundred fucking mock drafts, <laughs> and it's June twelfth. Yes, we're about like seventeen a day. It, it's it's one of the most fun parts of <laughs> oh, it. Oh, I mean, yeah. One preparing? fantasy pros dropped an app to do it. I mean, we're yeah. talking right before bed. It's just like, let me just run one more. Let me check out the three spot. Well, I don't think I've actually and this I've played. Fantasy since middle school. I don't think I've ever done a mock draft. I did a mock draft once. <laughs> like, the, day, the morning of a draft, I've done right, a mock well, draft. Y'all are the two extremes because mock drafts are definitely fun. They're, no, they're normal, but you do way too much. Yeah. <laughs> I, actually, well, I, I did one for my, my first ever dynasty year was this year. And so, like, our dynasty draft. And so, I had Felipe. I'm like, all right, like, I'm in the two spot. Like, how do I do this? It's man? never too early to I did that one mock. All right, all right, all right. Well, anyway. All right, Baton. We, we, I, well, I asked. I, I, I do want to say, though, like, if you like doing mock drafts this early, like, you should do best ball drafts. Like, on whatever platform you choose. Like, best ball. Because if you draft so much, that probably means that you're pretty good at it. And you can win some money doing it. So, like, I would suggest mm. best ball. Hey, you hear what he said? You hear what he said? Never too early to start. Yeah, yeah, now you got to pay too early now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, who is going to be the first overall draft pick in fantasy this year? I, I, I think it's you know between a couple guys. I think Justin Jefferson is probably consensus. the main, the consensus yeah. number one overall pick. I think Christian McCaffrey is right there too. Uh, me personally, who am I? I'm picking Justin Jefferson personally, yeah. mm -hmm. just because I think that you know when you have the number one pick, you want upside obviously, but you want like a surefire thing, right? Yeah. You, you don't want to take too many risks if you have the number one pick mm -hmm. because you're not picking until the end of the second round, right? right. If you're doing a snake Sex. draft, right? So uh, Justin Jefferson for me probably is number one. I think that's consensus right yeah. now too. Yeah. But isn't there risk baked into that in the sense that you're drafting him at the ceiling, which I get is the best ceiling that you could possibly have. And if I was picking first overall, I'd probably do the exact same thing. But do you find that in these types of drafts, specifically this year, you'd rather almost be at that back end because there's guys like the Jamar Chases that could potentially fall, Cooper Cups, Tyree Kills, where have, they have the potential to be a wide receiver one? Or would you rather be in the space where it's like, I want Justin Jefferson one overall, and I'd rather be at that early No, you know, I'm that with early you, mark. actually. I'd rather try to get two studs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm picking, like, later in the first round, mm -hmm. you know, there's a good chance that a stud is going to fall to you, and then you can get another stud at the beginning of the second round. That's yeah, what I right. prefer, because if you're, when you get to the 2-3 turn, like, the at the end of the second round, early third round, like, you're going to get good players, but you're going to have a little bit of a tougher decision totally. to make. It's a lot easier to make a decision at the end of the first, early second. Yeah. I was actually, because we were talking about this yesterday, how a lot of drafts now, like, especially one that you do with all the same guys every year, the draft, like, you basically... Instead of having a competition decide the exact draft order, that's the order of how you get to pick your draft yep. spot. Right. What would you say in a 10-man and a 12-man league are like the two best positions to draft in each draft? Because I have no fucking clue <laughs> like at all. I feel like in the middle or the late first round, but I still have no idea. Like, or even I, a range, at least. Even like a couple between yeah, a couple yeah. spots. I like towards the end of the first. Yep. Um, I like between, like, 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 let's say you're in the 10-man league. I think a lot of people are. I think the standard is like 12, but like, 10 or let's 12, be honest. Yeah. Like, do you have that yeah. many friends? Like, it, it, between. Tan, <laughs> <laughs> what'd you say about me? Yeah. Yeah. Let's say it's a 10-man league. I think I want to be somewhere between like 7 and 10, mm -hmm. like somewhere there. Because then you, you're going to get a pretty good player at the end of the. Uh, at the beginning of the second round also, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm in a 12-man league, I probably want between, like, 10 and 12. Yeah. Um, just because, like, that's a little bit so of a sweet spot. Whatever it is, that last stud. three there in There is the first a good round. chance. Like, for example, like, you can get a guy like, you know, Tony Pollard. Like, there is a little bit of unknown. Like, are they going to sign another early down back to compliment him? As of right now, it's Pollard's show. So it's like he has a chance to be a top five running back. You can get him at the end of the turn, com you know, combine him with like an A.J. Brown or a C.D. Lamb or someone like that. Maybe someone like someone else who was slated to go a little bit earlier falls to you, mm -hmm. right? So that is a little bit, like, like you said, mm -hmm. you draft Justin Jefferson 101. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, well, now you're at the mercy of, of your, 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 your league mates to mm -hmm. hope that, you know, one of these studs fall to you, right? Yeah. But I'm under the impression that this is, and I said this to you yesterday, this is the first year that fantasy has actually shifted in the sense that you should go wide receiver, wide receiver, oh. even if you're between the 7 to 12 range because we know that there's less risk with wide receivers. We know the upside is there. We know that they can carry you through a fantasy season. And with running backs, they're easily replaceable. And we've seen that as the you know market has dwindled down. So would you say that this is really the first year that fantasy, you know, fantasy players should probably look at that back end and be like, you know what, I'm going to go a Cooper Cup, a Tyreek, um, and then maybe on the back end go with Stephon Diggs and A.J. Brown, a C.D. Lamb, Devontae Adams. Like, is this the first year that fantasy has shifted towards wide receiver, wide receiver, or maybe even zero running back strategy? Yeah, and I think there's a reason for that. I, and I think a, a lot of people might look at it as what you said in terms of like, oh, the wide receivers are more stable. They, get, they don't get injured as often. Mm -hmm. However, we also have to think about running backs and what they are now, mm -hmm. right? We don't have too many running backs that are these bell cow every down, you know, catching 80 balls. Uh -huh. And on top of that, 
350 rushing attempts, right? Like that's not happening all the time. Like you have just a a couple of guys doing that, right? So I think because of that, if there were those type of backs and there was like a handful of them, I think you would see them going in the top five. Yeah. Yeah. Are there there any running backs that should go in the top five? I think so. I mean, I think Christian McCaffrey, right, should be there. I I, I, I totally understand like the the worry about – uh, the injuries, like he was my one on one last year, yeah, and I got so much shit for it. You know what I'm saying? Fuck him. He was awesome. <laughs> People you were, were right. just like, yeah, you know. But hey, like he, it worked out, right? He he got to San Francisco. It still worked out. Um, but at the end of the day, I kind of feel like there is, um, there are a few guys that can go. CMC is number one, and you know you can make an argument for a guy like Bijan maybe. Um, just Say. because of the, you know what his role is going to be in the NFL. What about Saquon well, Barkley? Saquon Barkley is up there too. So there's only a handful of guys that are going to be every day. I don't even think that's the thing. I don't think it's know. scary because heading into last was it last year? Yeah. Jonathan Taylor, Taylor was, was that the number dude. one. Yeah. Everyone said he yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah, was the yeah. one. When do you know, bro? And you're talking about a guy that's young as hell coming off of, of his rookie year, yeah. right? I believe so. He's going into his second year last year. Where he led the league and in so rushing. Yeah. Whether you're talking dynasty or you're talking redraft, like this is that dude, and you're not really worried about injuries. Doesn't have really have that history, like. And then he goes out and puts out a dud year. I'll tell you, um, you know, and I think people get enamored by what a player did the year before. Mm-hmm. But you really have to look at how he got those points and the opportunity that he had. When you're looking at a running back and you're taking him number one overall and he doesn't catch passes and he doesn't have the upside to catch 70 mm. balls, like you a, can't do it. Yeah. Like what about like Josh it. Jacobs who led the league in rushing last year? Similar thing. However, Josh Jacobs was at least somewhat involved in the passing game, right? I think he caught like 60 balls last uh-huh. year. He so had, yeah. it, you know, something like 70, 80 targets. So yeah. that's okay, I think. And the fact that he's going into this year, this year with the same coach, another quarterback who will, who is not a scrambler, who will likely dump it down instead of running it, um, that's what I'm worried about JT this year, right? With Anthony Richardson coming in yeah, now. Yeah, the ball. There's a little bit of a concern with JT. He's right now consensus top five running back off the board, and I, I personally don't have him there. Mm. Mm. Got him in Dynasty. Fuck. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> the, fantasy, the fantasy sweet spots right now are so interesting because we talk about we keep I keep seeing with wide receivers. They're going so early, people want to take them, but you're gonna have these guys like a fucking Jonathan Taylor, Ramondre Stevenson, Tony Pollard in the middle of the second round that are gonna be guys that couple years ago would have probably under these same opportunities been a top five pick. It's, it's just wild to me how fantasy has shifted. We uh, on the Caps Off podcast do a lot of rankings. So I want to ask oh, you to give us a couple of rankings. Okay. So the two rankings of lists I have, I want you to, can you give us your top five most overvalued players in fantasy this Oof. year? Oh, he's got that shit cooked I, I, up I, already. Listen, Look at man, that. I, I know we gave this to you off I, the pod so you could prepare a little listen, bit. Um, I would say Jonathan Taylor, number one. You know, overvalued? <laughs> JT's overvalued, overvalued yeah. right now. And, and listen, this is from a redraft 2023 perspective, not yep. necessarily PPR. Dynasty. I think I still have him as like a top three running back in Dynasty okay, right now. Fuck so yeah. don't, don't worry. Um, Do you work standardly in, in PPR, half PPR? Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly yeah. If you're standard, if you're you go standard, you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Gio was back there yesterday. Yeah, 2007. Yeah, was, Gio Agreed. By the way, we all Gio, agree with you. Gio was just like, people, a lot of play people, a lot of people play standard. Me and no Felipe one. were like, bro, if you play standard, you should probably dolphin <laughs> dive. I mean, what are we doing? No and, you know, doing. if you go half PPR, like, I get it. Like, just, but just, 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 just make the jump. If you're doing half PPR, you're just trying to be cool. Yeah, like, just like, you're like, trying you know, to be different, bro. My fantasy. You're trying to be different. It's so interesting. We talked about this last season. I've only ever played half PPR, like, since I was 13. Like, we that's always wild. played half PPR. Well, I'm full. And I've been in m- multiple leagues. It might be an, e- an East Coast thing. I don't know. If you played half PPR that long ago, that means that, like, you, you guys were on, we've been on, do- on the button. Yeah, Yeah, we've sure. been doing it forever. Yeah, I don't know. Same. That's um, all yeah. I play is half PPR. But Jonathan Taylor, man, like, <clears throat> excuse me. I mean, he was, like, you know, he, he had his amazing season last year. And, by the way, me thinking that he's overrate, overrated this year isn't because of the – you know, quote unquote, bad season he had last year or the injuries he had. I'm not, I don't care about any of that. What, my, what I'm thinking is that he's being drafted middle of the first round right now, maybe a little bit later than that, a little, but definitely in the first round, but he's not going to be catching the passes. Now mm-hmm. he has Anthony Richardson coming in. Mm. Anthony Richardson is going to be taking a ton of those goal line carries Shit. away, right? Look at what Jalen Hurts is doing right now. And then Anthony Richardson is, is Cam Newton size, right? Yeah. He is going yeah. to be taking a lot of those goal line carries away. How good is the offense going to be? And all of those dump-offs that could be going JT's way in the past game, especially if you're playing, playing PPR, you care about that stuff. Um, you know, Anthony Richardson's going to just tuck it and run it, mm. right, in those situations. We don't see yeah. scramblers, uh, you know, checking it down as often as pocket quarterbacks. So I'm, I'm really concerned with Jonathan Taylor right now. Interesting. Uh, number so two? So that's number one. Uh, number two is, is Brees Hall. Um, 
another one of my dynasty favorites. You know, dynasty. my dynasty. R, he's yeah. probably my RB two in dynasty right now. Okay, look at that. <laughs> I'm only worried about him this year because he's coming off the ACL injury. Right. Um, that's my only concern with him. There's been two running backs since since not, since 2000, I think. Yeah, since 2000, um, that have come back from an ACL and paid off at the price that you paid for them in, in fantasy leagues, and that has been Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, and you guys know the other one? Coming off an ACL. And Coming off an ACL and killed it. Uh, Saquon did. Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles. Oh. Oh. I thought Felipe was going to get that, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jamal. Sa- Saquon Barkley, remember, he came back, but then he had that high ankle sprain yeah. Yeah. in the second got third game of the season. Yep. Um, and, you know, people might want to – Look at that and say that wasn't related, mm. but like, listen, like uh, he was not. You guys overcompensate. You overcompensate, right? Do you yeah. guys remember like the size of his legs? Like mm. you can see, one yeah. was clearly bigger than the other. One yeah. was Quadzilla and one wasn't, right? <laughs> um, so you, you know, you can kind of tell that. Okay, that, that's that's my concern with Brees Hall. He's going off as the RB eleven off the board right now, two three turn. That's where he's going. That's a little bit too high for me. I have him a little bit lower. Um, let's see, Travis Etienne is number three. Kenneth Walker. Is number four. It's all running backs. Wow. It's all running backs right now. Do I have? I have. I have a wide receiver. For okay. You. Don't worry. Um. Just because I have another. I was guy worried. No, yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here, here, here's the thing, right? Those two guys, they, that those the, their teams just drafted a running back. Yep. On day two mm-hmm. of the NFL draft. Yeah, fuck that. You know, Zach bro. Charbonnet going to Seattle. Tank you have uh, Tank Bigsby going to Jacksonville now. Tank so it, it's it's a situation Sick where football, these man. guys like Travis Etienne had. Had an every down role last year, yeah, and he still didn't come through with an amazing fantasy mm-hmm. season. He was good, but he he didn't stand out, right? Yeah, I feel like when they when they traded James Robinson, he was solid, but not like as good as everyone thought he was going to be. He should have been. He better. had games, yeah. but definitely yeah, games. wasn't as consistent. And he, th- that big playability was there, yeah. right? He was not involved in the passing game at all. I think he averaged like three catches, like three mm-hmm. targets a game, which is nothing for somebody coming out of Clemson who was like considered, especially you know, from Trevor Lawrence, one of the best yeah. pass catching backs. And it turns out that when you really look back. You know, his route tree wasn't diversified at all. He was just catching a bunch of dump offs. So that's a, that yeah. should have been. And I actually made that mistake as an analyst a couple of years ago when he was coming out. I'm like, this guy's a really good pass catcher. But like, that's something that, you know, I'm mm-hmm. starting to look into now, put that into my process. But that's that's another thing. Now, Zach Charbonnet coming into yeah, I'm curious Seattle now, that's going to be an interesting situation. Like, what does that turn into? Mm-hmm. Is it a 50 50 split? Is it a 65 35 split? You know, Kenneth Walker obviously should get the benefit of the doubt, right? He yeah. killed it last mm-hmm. year. Um, but at the end of the day, they want to deploy a two-back system. Pete Carroll wants to run the ball. Uh, who's going to get the goal line carries, right? Zach Sharman is a big back also. Right. Um, also, Kenneth Walker isn't catching passes a ton. Mm-hmm. That's, that was never in his profile. I, right. I feel like ever since Marshawn Lynch, too, you've seen this with Seattle, where they've got a stud running back, and he's there for like a year or two. He's really good. The next guy no up, they just team, keep cycling through it. I saw right, a stat right. that no team in the last like 10 years has drafted more running backs than the Seattle Seahawks. Really? All, yeah. Almost wow. all of them they've drafted, too, have been good. I'm curious, though, with like, the Kenneth Walker thing, don't you think his like this overvalued, like it's now baked into his ADP? Because he not, was, you don't not. think? It, he's he's going to like the fourth now. He's being taken as the RB15, which oh, is like a high-end RB2. Yeah. Wow. Like, I just kind of feel like his his where he's going to end up is like the RB18 range, like a mid-RB2 maybe. Yeah. But that's given, like, that's if it's going to be a little bit higher than a 50-50. What if it's yeah. a 50-50? They also drafted a Georgia running back. Kenny McIntosh, shout out University School. Oh, who is that went to my school. Went to my school, was on the basketball team as well. Everyone. Nice. Amazing pass catcher, okay? And yeah. Pete Carroll came out and said, you know, Pete Carroll, like, he talks, he loves his players, mm. right? He talks great about all his players. But he said, you know, this guy could have been drafted in the third, fourth round. And I actually agree with him because yeah, he he's been. one of the best pass-catching running backs in this draft class. So does he get a role on third downs now? Now, is this a, three, a three-man backfield? Mm-hmm. I'm a little concerned about that. Okay. Sorry. Who's the wide receiver? George Pickens. Ooh. Oh, I, George, I, I, deep I'm cut. George Pickens is being drafted ahead of Deontay Johnson right now, mm. or right around him. Which is he made one catch. And you, <laughs> and you think Johnson... He made that won. one catch. Yeah, Deontay that Johnson... One, he made a couple is, is an alpha wide receiver, just kind of like, he just he didn't have a good year last year. He scored zero touchdowns. When you have 150 targets, and you score zero touchdowns... Zero touchdowns? Zero touchdowns Holy last year. shit! I didn't realize that. Which is why he has had such a bad fantasy season. But it, we have to recognize that as such an outlier year, like yeah, those fantasy. touchdowns are going to bounce back. You remember Cole, weird, you remember yeah. Cole Komet the year before where mm-hmm. he scored zero touchdowns on like 80, on like 100 targets? God. Yeah, and then he started reeling him in last year. Touchdown monster. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going ha- to happen with Positive Deontay. Regression. If Kenny Pickett takes a step forward now. Yeah, he will. Um, he's you know, I think Ever since the bye last year, Kenny was looking good too. I actually yeah. feel like he's going to have a nice So you're year. taking Deontay Johnson over George Pickens? It's not even close. Wow. Yeah, 
but we like the Pickett to Pickens connection. You know, the mm. names. Pickett to Pickens. It's a good it. point. Also didn't realize Deontay yeah. Johnson's Announcers are going to love that one. Yeah. Still on, super young. He is one of the best route runners, best separators in the league still. I, I think he's just not getting the respect that he deserves. Um, you know, and if we were to transition into like an undervalued oh, well, player, yeah, ooh, Deontay Johnson is going around that range with a George Pickens where he's being drafted as – Outside the top 36, which means that he's like a, a flex worthy player. Like, mm. nah, dude. So he has the upside of being a, a solid wide receiver, too, potentially. God. So, who are your top five undervalued fantasy players this year? Well, let's, I, I just talked about Deontay, right? So, let's, let's, let's go him. So okay. Bad, uh, Joe Mixon. Joe mm. Mixon going mm. off the board as RB16. Listen, I, I understand that he's going through his off the field issues right now. I get it. But how often do these off-the-field legal issues happen and take place that same year? It never happens. Mm-hmm. Alvin, we saw it with Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. We saw it with a bunch of players. Um, and the Bengals knew about the situation before the draft, mm-hmm. and they decided not to worry about it. They drafted uh, Chase Brown in the fifth round, which means that they weren't worried about it. If they're going to wait until the fifth round just to see if a, a random running back is going to be there, mm-hmm. that means they're not worried. So if they're not worried, I'm not worried. So he, Joe Mixon is going to be the guy they just – they got rid of Samaji P. Ryan. He's gone, right. Yep. right? He was on the field on third downs, on passing downs. So Joe Mixon actually has a chance of being an every down back for the first time in okay. his career. Yeah. On nice. a great offense. I also yeah. think he's yeah. – people, are, people are overreacting to that one game where he had a four-touchdown game last sure. year. So people are overreacting, five-touchdown, where people are like, God, that kind of affected his points. I also think when you look at it, they can – I think the Bengals can cut him next year for, like, close to nothing. Yeah. So this – and with Joe Burrow's contract coming up, with probably T. Higgins, Jamar Chase as well, all these guys are going to need a contract. Like, I could see the Bengals completely just working this man into oblivion. As, as they should. And, you know, there's been a lot of conversation around, like, running back contracts and what they're worth and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yep. Like, a lot of people are going to hate me for this. But I'm on the train of, like, if I'm an NFL team, I will use your rookie contract up. And then, you're done. And, yep. see and then I'm going to draft another one in the second round next yeah. year. Yeah. It's Cause unfortunate, yeah. but it's the truth. Unless you're an it absolute is. difference maker like a Christian McCaffrey, it's not going to be sure. that much of a. But yeah, because he's catching like 80 balls yeah. on, on top of his 250 rushes, right? So that is a different different yeah. story. But otherwise, it's really not that big of a discrepancy. Like, if you're, re- yeah. you, you're quote unquote replaceable, yeah. Christian McCaffrey is not. Saquon might not be. You know, guys like that who are unicorns. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? I so. still don't want to pay him, but yeah. I, I, I get it. So if you drafted Joe Mixon, are you. Drafting uh, Chase Brown as a handcuff, like not later? necessarily. You know, um, you know, there's different uh, schools of thought on whether you draft a handcuff or not um, of you, of the player that you drafted. Yeah, I am personally not. I like okay. to draft the handcuff of Someone other else. players, yeah. Yeah. of other you know teams other starters on other value. teams yeah. because the upside of my team just got way bigger. So if Joe Mixon got hurt, um, you know, I can put Chase Brown into that into lineup. Chances are he's not going to perform as well as Joe Mixon. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. actually. My floor just got lower. Mm. However, let's say um, I draft like Dwayne McBride. Dwayne McBride. Like, uh, let's say Dwayne McBride is the handcuff, like right. going into the season, right. and I draft Joe Mixon. But instead of getting Chase Brown at the end of my draft, I draft Dwayne McBride, assuming that we think that he's the handcuff. Um, now you got an injury to Madison, and now your ceiling because now you get to start Joe Mixon and yeah, Dwayne McBride. Mm-hmm. True, true. Mm. There's not like that. Also, going back to the running backs, there's not that many handcuffs that you could pinpoint. Agreed. That are like, you know what, this guy goes down, you're coming right in. Which like is this. why I never draft him. Yeah. Um, only if, unless I know for sure. Like, for example, Dalvin Cook and Madison. I was mm-hmm. Madison's the only one. You I knew really that Madison was going to be Zeke Pollard. Pollard. Zeke Pollard, right? Yep. But Pollard had some standalone value, which, yeah, so he fact. was worth it, right? Um, AJ Dillon, a little bit of standalone value. Mm-hmm. So, you know, guys like that, Jamal there Williams. are those guys. Right. Exactly. What's, what's Charbonnet's standalone value? I think, man, and, it's and what's his potential say. as uh, if, if Walker gets Charbonnet. hurt? It's, it's tough to say, man. I think at, to start the season, I think he's only going to be like you know maybe eight to ten carries to start the year, mm. and then maybe a couple you know a couple catches. So I think he'll, he's like a flex play at best to start the year. Now, if Kenneth Walker gets hurt, yeah, he he, he has RB one potential. Yeah. yeah who are, sure. who are the rest of the underval- undervalued players? All right, let's go. We got let's go. Maybe we I got Mixon. Maybe try not to get phone calls during during this thing. All right, so <laughs> um, Mixon. We got a few guys. I'm I'm gonna try to switch it up between wide receivers because I have a bunch here. Um, I'm gonna start with D- David Montgomery um, as being mm-hmm. undervalued right now. Um, Jameer okay. Gibbs. I think he has RB one potential this year, no doubt about it. However. Do you guys remember how the Lions used Jamal Williams last mm-hmm. year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On early downs, That's he was their main guy line. at the goal line, led the league in touchdowns. I, I, I don't necessarily think 
Montgomery will have the same luck Jamal he's, Williams he's had last year. Back, he's a better running back than Jamal Williams. He is. Yes. And, and that's, that's really. People, we were saying that people were getting pissed yeah. off about that. I know. And it's weird. And it's he's like way better. Mm-hmm. Like he's not yeah. just better. He's just way better than him. Yeah. And as long as he can stay healthy, he's going to do what Jamal Williams did and more. And Jamal Williams is a terrible pass catcher. I think Dave Montgomery is going to be running more routes mm-hmm. on early downs. If Jameer Gibbs is on or off the field, it doesn't matter. And he has a chance of getting, you know, 45 receptions this year, mm-hmm. along with like, you know, 225 rushes, 200, you know, maybe 250, depending on how they use Gibbs. Like, are they going to use Gibbs like, you I know, 10 to 15 that. carries yeah, maybe a game? He's goal line guy. Maybe he, yeah. yeah. And I, I can totally see David Montgomery being the goal yeah. line What's guy. his so ADP? What's his range? He's right being now? drafted as an RB28. <laughs> Uh, wow. Bro, I, I, the running backs dude, in the three to four notes, range man. is like the <laughs> sweet spot. So this I'll, year. I'll tell you, like, just to Fuck. get off topic, because you, I'm sure you love that. Uh, like RB26, RB27, and RB28 is Rashad White, James Conner, and David Montgomery. That's disrespectful. Three guys who are going to catch a lot of balls this year. And yeah. I think that's like a little bit of a sweet spot. So, like you were saying mm. earlier, if you go wide receiver early, mm. I think these three guys are kind of sweet spot of like a, I guess they Yo, call it like the... I would, I'm going to need to listen back to this episode like when, <laughs> that, times, when it comes draft bro. season because I'm going to need to remember that. Yeah, your league oh, mates, yeah. don't pass this one to your friends though. You know no, no. There's bro, a they lot should of listen guys. to the podcast. What do you I'm mean? even looking... I'm I like, hell no. I hope they don't listen to this <laughs> one. I'm looking at Fantasy Facts. Pros right now and just looking at their like RB20 to like 28 range. And yeah. it's guys like... You know, Dalvin, who obviously we don't know where he's going, but James Conner, David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, Rashad White, Jamal Williams. Like, you got Kamara there. He's probably going to get suspended for four games, five games, right. knowing what's going to happen. But uh, Kendrick Miller season, bro. Okay, but still, uh, Avin Kamara is still Avin Kamara. Towards back, it wasn't as prolific, but he's still, I just, I just there's value. There. I'm high on him. Relax, bro. Relax. <laughs> still value. value. Still a value, though. I, I, Khalil I, Herbert, they, I they didn't, they, who else do they have in Chicago? They just drafted Roshan Johnson. True. You know, That's so. The dog. Shout out Texas. Yeah, Shout he, out Texas, bro. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Roshan can potentially make it. You know, I think Khalil Herbert's really good. Yeah. So I don't think there's a, there's a, there's a real possibility Roshan, like, takes over that backfield completely. I think mm. it'll be a one, uh, two-man show between those two guys. They also have, uh, what's his name? Deontay Foreman, too. Yeah. Not sure. He might be the third man out. Even though, you know, he's a decent running back, I just, I don't think he'll be in the rotation. Mm. Who else you got? Okay, let's see. We got, I, I mentioned those running backs, uh, Chris Gowan. Listen, mm. I, I know that it, I like the Godwin. Bucks' offense right now is gross, yeah. right? You got Thank Baker you. Mayfield potentially starting there. However, <laughs> I said that yesterday, and they were all like, no, they're still good. You just replaced Baker with Tom, or Tom Brady with Baker. I, was like, <laughs> I don't think they're that bad. Here's the thing, right? Wide receiver 28 off the board. Chris Godwin is, is a better wide receiver than that. So much. 28? 28. That's right crazy. So here's the thing. Do you guys remember last year? No one was, no one wanted to draft DK Metcalf. No mm-hmm. one wanted to draft Tyler Lockett. Because of Why? Gino. Because yeah. Geno Smith was going to be the yeah. quarterback, right? That didn't really work out, right? DK Metcalf and Lockett were like high and wide receiver twos, yeah. low and wide receiver ones all year long. So yeah. similar situation. I, I understand the situation isn't as good. There could be some inconsistencies, but you, you got to realize the talent's going to be there. And Chris Godwin is going to be a year removed from that ACL injury too. Mm-hmm. Like he nice. did what he did last year, the year after an ACL injury. So. Two years after he already talked about it, that how how he feels now, he feels he feels way better. What about Mike Evans? Uh, I think Mike Evans is wide receiver thirty four off the board right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> come on, you know what I mean? I like his sport. over under right now. I, I just I just saw that the, the the yearly prop on him is under a thousand yards, and and Never what do we know? Death taxes and Mike Evans like a thousand, thousand yards. yards right? yeah. So um, I, I think he's <laughs> gonna, so he's crazy. he's totally undervalued. Right now. <laughs> 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 the same <laughs> shit <laughs> at the <laughs> same. <laughs> literally all four of you. He's done it every fucking year in the league. Yeah, yeah, that's it, man. Crazy. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I I think I nailed I think I nailed five. Great Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. How do, you, how do you feel about Brandon Ayuk? Just curious. Right? He's on the he's on the list. Hell yeah, he's on undervalued. The list. He's on the list. That's undervalued. What I'm I, mean, I could have mentioned him. He's going off the board as a wide receiver, 29 right now. So um, he's one of my favorite wide receivers who hasn't reached his potential. So if you're looking for like a buy in dynasty, um, but a lot of people are high on Ayuk, but you might be able to get the guy you know who can give you Ayuk for a little cheaper. Um, he's somebody who can emerge as uh, a, a high-end wide receiver, too, at some point in his career. I, I kind of, you know what I look at it? I kind of compare, compare him to Stefan Diggs, where it would before Ooh. he came to Buffalo, right? He has that same skill set in terms of route-running separation. It's just a matter of give him the, give him the volume. Mm. Right. Brandon Ayuk is Stefan Diggs. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm a big Niner fan. I'm very high on Brandon Ayuk, so I was kind of curious. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Here, here's an interesting question. Uh, what player has been impacted the most this offseason? Like which player positive or, or negative? What player or players have been basically have made the biggest shift? Some sort of change has happened around them, whether it's for the team, whether it's for themselves, that they're either going to like 
you know, their stock is going to go ridiculously up or crazy down. Well, I, I already talked about Kenneth Walker and yeah, uh, tra- uh, Travis Etienne, right? Those yeah. two guys stocked down, obviously, because of the draft, the players that they drafted. Uh, Tyler Algier is another one, right? You know, he, a lot of people were high on him. I was high on him coming into the league, but you got to understand that if you're a day three running back, you're replaceable uh, because of the contract you have. Um, so they drafted Bijan, and I, I'm I'm somebody who believes that Bijan Robinson is going to be the every down back. Yeah, like uh, Talajo is going to get his opportunity, but it's not going to be anywhere close to being able to dent someone like Bijan's fantasy value, for yeah. example, right? Um, Garrett Wilson, right? You know, I was getting Aaron Rodgers about that. Um, yeah. You know, that's going to be huge for him, right? Like he has the chance of finishing as a wide receiver one this year. He was a wide receiver one last year. When in games that Zach Wilson didn't start. (laughs) So imagine what Rodgers is going to do for him, right? So stock up on him. Um, Lamar Jackson, you know, he never had weapons, man. He had Hollywood Brown, he had Mark Andrews, and now, you know, he gets, number one, he gets an offensive coordinator who's going to allow him to pass the ball. He's Mm -hmm. going to get an offensive coordinator that's going to allow him to shift protection. Like oh, yeah. his old offensive corner wouldn't yeah, allow him to crazy. shift protection or call the audibles. Like, are you kidding me? Which is like standard, at least protection. Yeah. I was, I didn't know that. Come on. Like, it's unbelievable. So Roman. he's a pass, uh, you know, this, uh, Todd Munkin we're talking about here, who's a pass <laughs> first guy, has the always Bulldogs. been a pass first guy. Um, and now they just drafted Zay Flowers. They added OBJ. Rashad Bateman's there. Mark Andrews. Um, you know, J.K. Dobbins, you know, somebody I'm, I'm really into this year. Also, because he's coming off that ACL injury, two years removed from that multi-ligament injury now, I'm, I'm really high on him. I think I also think Gus Edwards isn't going to be that big of a thing as he was before. I, I digress. I tend to do that. But, but Lamar Jackson, I think, you know, has all the weapons around him now mm-hmm. where I think that he can even take a, a bigger step forward. The rushing is going to be there, I think. However, I, I think this is, a, this is a season where you see his pass yards go way up. Mm-hmm. Totally. I definitely agree with that. You mentioned uh, day three running backs just like kind of like losing value when you're talking about Tyler Algier. I mean, James Robinson just cut the other day. Was mm-hmm. it yesterday? That was cut crazy. from the Patriots, signed like a like a little two million dollar contract. Yeah. Went to the Jets last year, didn't do anything. But like after that rookie year, you were like, "Yo, James Robinson is that guy." Mm-hmm. Well, fuck that. The Jags go out and draft Travis Etienne, and you, you see what happens with those guys. So. Yeah, and if you listen to me, I told you to sell James Robinson because like this is what happens with those day three guys. Unfortunately, these teams don't have much. Um, you know, uh, they don't have much cost associated mm-hmm. to them. So they're, uh, unfortunately, the word is expendable, especially what happened with him is because they got a new coaching staff also. So it's like, okay, now you have a brand new regime who, had, who has nothing to do with drafting you and you were un- an undrafted free agent, despite how well you did in round one. And I did actually did a little bit of a study where I looked at all rookie running backs who were day three rookie running backs or undrafted who ended up, having a great rookie year, mm-hmm. over 1,000 yards rushing, et cetera, more than 50% of those running backs were replaced the next year with Damn. either a highly drafted Jesus. running back or a free agent. Holy so fuck. Damian Pierce is okay. For now. For now. And, you know, it, he, I, I was selling him because of the fact because that, that he had yeah. a great year. However, chances were that the Texans might have, you know, drafted a running back to replace him on day two. It didn't happen, mm-hmm. which is great for him. You know, I right. think he could have a big year this year. They did sign Devin Singletary, though, so – you know, he could have a little bit of an impact in terms of what that work, you know, that workload right. split looks like. But he hasn't been able to do, Devin Singletary hasn't been able to do anything in a better offense. Agreed. So what is to say that he's going to come in and take carries away from Damian Pierce, I, who's a more talented I think that's a back. great point. And I think that, you know, I'm not, in terms of like me being in on Damian Pierce this year, I don't think that is playing a huge impact on right. that. Yeah. I, I would agree. We talk, You talked about players uh, that are overvalued this year, guys who you would think like are really good like who you know the average fan would think is really good that they w- might take um but what are some players that the average fantasy player might think to take that you you would say to avoid at all costs oh man guys who i'm just avoiding overall you know i mentioned Brees hall already you know javante williams i think at all costs really this year. Because, the ace, because the injury i don't yeah. even know how much he's gonna play it's a multi-ligament injury. This yeah. is it's a similar injury that uh, J.K. Dobbins yeah. had last year, it's where it's ACL plus MCL plus yeah. a whole Oof, bunch of yeah. shit that I can't pronounce, right? So, <laughs> some CL. It's uh, some CL, exactly. Some CL. And um, it's it's one of those situations where, you know, if, if he was healthy this year with Sean Payton, like, yeah. he would be in my, R- he would be RB1 for me, right? A top 12 running back for me, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, but now they bring in Samaj P. Ryan, somebody who I'm targeting in drafts just because... He's a very good pass catcher. We know that Sean Payton's offenses. So before Drew Brees retired, um, Sean Payton, Sean Payton's offenses you know, in terms of the backfield, they have produced like the overall RB1 or the overall RB2 in, t- in terms of like entire backfield 
like 15 straight years. Wow. Holy so shit. pay attention to Sebastian. <laughs> so wait, pay attention that, to wait, Sebastian wait, wait, wait. Roll it back. Roll yeah. it back. And we're talking before Alvin Kamara. We're talking like, you know, before Mark Ingram. Before Mark Ingram, too? We're talking about all like, the... So like what you're saying... Thomas, so yeah. Thomas, yeah, Thomas, Reggie say. Bush. Sean Payton offenses produce the RB1 a majority of the time. Yeah, not the RB1. I'm talking about... His a like a RB1. The collective backfield is the overall uh, RB1 backfield or RB2 backfield. Mm. Interesting. So target anyone in Denver. Yeah, and, and multiple running backs can can succeed. Who else is there? Samaj? It's, just, it's, it? it's basically him and Samaj. I was going to say, because like Ingram and Kamara are both... For like serviceable fantasy starts every And there week was one year where they were both top 12 running backs yeah. in, yeah. in the same That's year, crazy, which yeah. never happens. You would think they'd go after Dalvin, but they said they're out of those sweeps. Oh, did they say running that? Back room. Yeah, That's yeah they said they were out on Dalvin. Dalvin goes there. He's the, the, the RB1, like, obviously. He's like the, the he'll be the guy. Tony Jones. Who? Another guy from, the, from, uh, New from New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, Tony, Tony Jones. He was Tyler Beatty. Mizzou. Very productive college running back. Yeah, he was great. He was great for us, man. You're clearly very high on Bijan Robinson. Yes. What other rookies aside from Bijan Robinson do you think people need to take in their fantasy drafts? Um, so, you know, if you're going, we can go position by position. I'll start with a quarterback. I think if you're going to draft any any rookie quarterback, it's, it has to be Anthony Richardson or, mm. or none of them. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. CJ Stroud, Bryce, Bryce Young can be very good NFL quarterbacks. Even in the rookie year, they can have a decent years, but they're not going to move the needle in terms of fantasy. Mm. They can be okay. Like, just go ahead and draft Kirk Cousins then, you know what I mean? Or just draft Daniel Jones or one of these other veterans who are going to put up the numbers. You know they're going to put up, put up mm. the numbers, right? With Richardson, though, he has, like, top five upside because of the rushing ability, because yeah. of the fact that, you know, he could take a lot of those goal line looks away from Jonathan Taylor. Um, he has that type of Cam Newton upside, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And he has, he has, some, he has low-key, he has some weapons. Like, he has Michael Pittman. Yeah, your boy Josh Downs. Um, you know, Alex Pierce is there too. So, like, you know, he has a couple guys who can get it done. Um, in terms of running back, like, I think Jameer Gibbs, I mentioned him earlier. I, I like David Montgomery, but I, I really like Jameer Gibbs because of the upside, right? He's going in the fourth round right now. So, that's crazy. That's like in a, in a, PPR, yeah. in a PPR league. It's like, going to kick up, I guess. He has, the ups, he has the upside. Even if he doesn't get anywhere close to the majority of rushing attempts, it doesn't matter. Like, as if he's he has the upside of like 70, 80 catches this year, yeah, which he does. Like, yeah, exactly. And, you know, he has the playmaking and explosive ability to do his thing this mm-hmm. year, regardless. He's exactly what they wanted DeAndre Swift to be when they drafted is him. There an, is there an argument that I know exactly yeah. where you're going with this? If we're talking dynasty, we're talking long term, that Jameer is a better draft pick than Bijan? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Bijan is also a good receiver. Right. He's a very good receiver. He's not as good as Jameer Gibbs. Right. Right. However, he has the every like there, there aren't that many running backs who come into the league and just have like the that. ability to be an every down bell cow. Mm-hmm. And he's that guy. Um, and that's just a rare opportunity. Oh. So I, I don't think there's a, a situation because you got to remember what Jimmy gives. He's a, he's a small running back. Yeah, there, there might be there might never be an opportunity for him to get goal line carries in the league. Yeah, it's very possible. That's fucking blows. So that, that's that's really the. The main difference between those. Would you guys. say that by mentioning Jameer Gibbs, is it very similar to Brees Hall of last year? When Brees Hall was going, if you were drafting early, he was kind of going in that fourth round as well. One hundred percent. I was yeah. all over Brees last year. Yeah. And it, it, he was completely mispriced. Mm-hmm. It made no sense to me. Mm-hmm. It's like this dude is coming in. People were worried about Michael Carter, but Michael Carter, guess what? Another day three running back. He right. was drafted in the fourth round. Expendable. So you expendable. You know what's going to happen yep. there, right? If you drafted Brees Hall, another a guy who like you know was a very well touted prospect mm-hmm. coming out. Um, you got to, and his combine was ridiculous, ridiculous athlete, uh, good production. Yeah. He was going to be the guy and him going in the fourth round didn't make any sense. Jameer wow. Gibbs, 12th overall, 11th or 12th overall pick in the, in 12th, the I think. 12, 12, 12th, yeah. in the NFL draft. Like when that happens, you got to go after it. They have yeah. a plan for you. And they already had a plan for DeAndre Swift. He's just taking that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the other positions? Wide receiver. Tight end, I think, is where it also gets gets interesting. Yeah, dying. To so a wide receiver, like, okay, look, I'm looking at Jordan Addison, right? He's being drafted as a wide receiver 36. Is that a value? Like, I'm not sure. Like, maybe he becomes a wide receiver three, and I think I like Jordan Addison, but I think he's being drafted like kind of like at you know at a ceiling. At a yeah, maybe close to it, close to it. Um, Zay Flowers at the wide receiver 46. I like that because. He has a chance of being the wide receiver one for the Ravens this year in a pass-heavy mm-hmm. offense. Yeah. Um, I think Mark Andrews is the guy, and then after that, it could be Zay Flowers. Similar to the Chiefs with Travis Kelsey. Kind of. Similar, but I think the Ravens have better wide receivers, right? Facts, and so yeah, there is a opportunity for one of these wide receivers yeah, to really emerge. If, if Rashad Bateman, Bateman wasn't coming off a foot injury, I would think that he would be the clear alpha wide receiver one there. I think he's being super underrated. He's another buy in Dynasty, by the way. 
Um, maybe not this year because he's coming off that foot injury, that Liz Frank injury. But going into 2024, I think he would be the guy. Lamar Jackson just called him as his wide receiver one. Like, and, and that's Who, Bateman or, or Zay? Bateman. No, no faith but in OBJ Bateman come back right here. Before he got here. <laughs> Dude, OBJ is coming off two ACL yeah, injuries, yeah, no, man. I know. Like, you know, it's, it's, he's, he's, I think what's he's going to contribute. What's he, 31, 30? OBJ, yeah, too. yeah, exactly. OBJ, yeah. He's been up but there they don't age. need him to be like him as your wide receiver three, yeah, or even you could say your Yo. weapon four yes. behind like That's Mark Andrews, Bateman, and Zay. Have, is have him run some fucking slants and shit. Unbelievable. Yeah, he is the perfect wide receiver. Three, I'm so four, excited for the Ravens to go sixteen to one, <laughs> <laughs> dude. He's they're going to be a good team, man. I can't wait. Lamar Jackson has a lot of haters, and I cannot wait until he kills it this year. All right, uh, what about tight end, rookie tight end? That's what I need to know. I would say don't draft any of them. That's what I would say as a rookie because. Rarely do rarely do rookies, rookie tight ends make a huge impact in year one. Last year you had uh, Greg Dulcich right out of the Broncos. Like you know he had a couple of good games, but he, he wasn't really a difference maker. No. Kyle Pitts was a unicorn coming out. That's yeah, different. He was terrible. You know, but in year one, like he did okay. He was okay, yeah. but he didn't score a lot of touchdowns. Right, that was the knock on him. So um, Dalton Kincaid might be my favorite rookie. If I had to guess, if I had to like make a prediction of who's going to be the best rookie tight end this year, I would guess Kincaid because. The Bills desperately need a wide receiver mm-hmm. too right now. They don't have one. Yeah, it's Stephon Diggs and bust right. So King Kincaid could get could get some opportunity this year. But Dawson Knox is still there. He still has a big contract. Still going to be involved. Is he going to run enough routes to make a difference? I don't know. Right. Same thing with Sam Laporta. He would be my next one up. I like him, but you know the the Lions have Jameer Gibbs. They have um, Amara St. Brown. Mm-hmm. James Williams is going to come back week seven. So is there enough room for him? So I would personally. I would just avoid the, all the rookie tight ends. There are, are there are enough rookie uh, enough veteran tight ends that you can draft late, where you know could make a difference for you. What about long term? Long term, you know, I have Kincaid and Michael Mayer as my like one A one B. I kind of like Mayer more to be honest with you, but because he has the just a larger body of work, mm. and then Laporta would be number three, and then everyone else I don't really care. Dude, if Kincaid, <laughs> if Kincaid can be Josh Allen's guy mm-hmm. for the future, be like that, that, when you, you tie two, a guy yeah. like that, like you talk about Kelsey with Mahomes, yeah. or even like a Mark Andrews with Lamar, if, if Josh Allen finally has his guy, I know he has Knox there, but Knox is, is good for what they, he is. Right. Yeah. But what I get reminded of, what, even though it is, like I agree with you from a tight end perspective, but if we think back to what, two years ago, Dawson Knox was a... He wasn't a rookie, but he he didn't play much, and then he didn't he ended up becoming a very serviceable fantasy tight end because he scored tu- he Servi- scored touchdowns. Serviceable is the key, and, and the thing is, there are so many serviceable tight ends. Exactly. So that's where I go. Which rookie would be serviceable? Because you're not expecting them to have sure. a thousand yards, but if you can score touchdowns, you can get there late. I, I would have to go Kincaid. Yeah. The, the, the thing with Michael Mayer is that he, they still have Austin Hooper there, mm-hmm. so there could be a little bit of a split. You know, he's a good, a good, a quote unquote, good veteran. So like. I don't see him getting the route participation that you need, but Kincaid can potentially come on the field and just like start running route about, almost yeah. every dropback. What about um, Cheeto? Oh, do you, you know? Yeah. What about Cheeto? Big guy in Tennessee. Chibo? Uh, Cheeto? Yeah, Cheeto? I mean, oh, 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 yeah, I know who you're talking. So oh, the thing with him is I like, like Cheetos. I, I, I like him from an opportunity perspective. I think that there are a lot of late round tight ends. I think he's one of them. I would say it, it, it's like guys like him, uh, guys like guys like Greg Dulcich, paired with Sean Payton now, which I really like. And Sean Payton was just raving about him mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, um, so that's good to see. Um, you guys, you got there's a bunch of late round tight ends. I think um, I have a list of those guys like on the website. Like you can kind of go go through to see what Plug. exactly those targets are. Um, another one is the latest round. The latest tight end that I'm willing to take is Jake Ferguson on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I think that you know they. <laughs> They drafted a tight end, but like I don't think he's that good, to, to be honest with you. So like, and he's already hurt too. I think Ferguson is is a young Schoonmaker. athletic tight end, schoolmaker. But Ferguson's a young athletic tight end who showed some flashes last year um, when when uh, yeah, Dalton did. Schultz was hurt. So I think now with Schultz out of the way, like I think people are sleeping on Ferguson a little bit. I'm curious because like as a draft strategy, like since we're talking tight ends, I for some reason I always find myself like wanting to take. Obviously, Kelsey's a, a unicorn, but like taking the Andrews or Kittle or Wall or something like that because I feel like there's not that many high-producing tight ends in fantasy. Is it actually that important, or can you just get away with having one of those mid-tier guys and the rest of your team's? A That's a great question. Lower. I think it is important. Um, so there isn't, there aren't that many positions: quarterback, running back, wide receiver, where you can get such a big positional advantage mm-hmm. other than tight end. That's so right, if you have yeah. Kelsey. The positional advantage you get, you it actually increases your win percentage on a weekly basis by like twenty sure, percent. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, Kelsey's a whole different. Which is animal, right? well, and that's why because 
the delta between the tight end one and Shit. the tight end two is so big. Crazy, yeah. So that advantage gives you a statistical higher chance of winning every single week. That's crazy. Especially bro. if the your opponent that week has like a waiver wire tight end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who might not do anything. So you, and if you can you can get a waiver wire flex guy that you can play for half the damn season too. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, and, and then also like wide receiver, like you can pick up a wide receiver off the waiver wire a lot of Easy. weeks and just yeah. throw him into your wide receiver three spot, you'll be good. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So are you willing to pay? I know we and I feel like this argument comes in every single year because it's like Kelsey's gonna fall off at some point. I know. But knowing how many elite wide receivers there are, knowing how there are other guys that you could pick up, are you willing to pay the price? Or I guess what what is that price look like that you're willing to pay for Travis Kelsey in that first round? I think end of the first round makes sense. Okay. Um, I think I'm okay with that. Mm. But I, you said it, right? Like, he's getting older. He's, like, almost 34 mm. years old. But, like, he's not showing that much of a, a dip no. right now. And right. It, it definitely falls off a cliff at some point. Like, and you won't even know, like, when it yeah. happens. But yeah. Yeah. with Kelsey, I kind of feel like I'm just going to ride it until the wheels fall off. You yeah. Know? You kind of like have the, to. What about those other Titans, like that second tier, mm-hmm. like the next Like three the Mark guys. Andrews and those guys. I think Mark Kittle, Andrews, yeah. the reason why I, I'm, I, I have been out on Mark Andrews over the last couple of years, but I'm kind of back in on him because his price is a little bit lower. You can get him at the end of the third round right now. It's not bad. Um, it's not bad, and they're going into a pass-first offense where you know you don't have to worry about Mark Andrews getting – he has to produce on like six to seven targets mm-hmm. a game. Mm-hmm. Is there a chance that he can leap above that and get nine to ten targets a game? Like, that would mean the world, right? And then he has the opportunity to potentially be the tight end one mm. this year if Kelsey takes a little bit if of a dip. If he takes a dip, yeah. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Question. We already did some rankings, but we always talk about our top five quarterbacks from our opinion. Sure. But who are your top five quarterbacks for fantasy this year? For fantasy? No explanation. Just run through them. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go number one. I'm going number one. I'm going to go Jalen Hurts. Oh wow! Number two, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. Number mm. four, Josh Allen. <clears throat> Excuse me. And number five, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah, Ooh. baby. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank but you. value, but you're Thank because value you baked love. into that. No, no, no. no. This Just is yeah. this is who I think <laughs> is going to be who's going to average the most points per game. Wow. Because rushing quarterbacks are just more valuable. Why so low? 100%. On, why so low on Josh though, or Pat? So, or so I, it's not that I'm. I think Josh will do the same shit he's been doing. I just think these other guys will just do better. Yeah. Like Jalen Hurts has the rushing ability. He's going to be rushing in touchdowns because yeah, the, the touchdowns. They, he's their, he is their goal. They didn't offense. change the 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 touch rule, right? Mm-hmm. So he's going to get, keep getting pushed in, and he has the weapons, and he's going to put up the yardage and the passing touchdowns too. So like he has everything. Like that's, yeah, that's he, facts. he is like the the perfect fantasy quarterback um and if you drafted him last year you got him at a major value obviously but this year you're gonna have to pay up but i think it's worth it that's the only list patrick mahomes isn't one on (laughs) i'm I'm curious from a fantasy perspective though is going back i feel like and i mentioned it earlier in the podcast fantasy shifting the strategy the price now on these quarterbacks are in that you know i think pat starts going at the early third like that two three turn are you willing to pay the price on these quarterbacks super early, or would you rather wait for the Deshaun Watsons, the Trevor Lawrence's, the Dax guys that could bounce back? What's the best, you know, th- route to drafting a quarterback this year in fantasy? So, uh, you know, every league is different, but I've, I think that Jalen Hurts has such a positional advantage, potential positional mm-hmm. advantage, um, that I'm willing to take him in the fourth round. Um, I, I have always been a late-round quarterback guy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there hasn't been quarterbacks available to me that I think that can make a huge positional Difference. Mm-hmm. He's one of that one of those guys. Outside of Jalen Hurts, um, I don't really want to draft the quarterback early. Patrick Mahomes in the fourth round, I'm out um, just because he doesn't have the rushing ability, right? Like, will he do his thing? Of course, he always does. Um, but like, what if Kelsey? You know, I can't even make any excuses for Patrick Mahomes because he lost Tyreek Hill. He keeps losing. He, he lost Juju already. He yeah. keeps losing receivers. And he keeps proving me wrong, right? So like, whatever. I'm not going to talk shit about Patrick Mahomes anymore. <laughs> I can't. Um, bad. But, bad but Lamar Jackson, you know, I think. You know, he's a decent value end of the fifth round. Um, I think Justin Fields going around that same range once Lamar's off the board. I'm cool with that also because I think Justin Fields, like, I don't think he's like this, like, uh, he's not going to be an amazing, uh, you know, quarterback in terms of passing the football. Mm. But he did get DJ Moore. He could, you know, we saw what he did last year. He finished as a top five quarterback in points per game last year without DJ Moore, without the offense being super balanced. If that happens this year, he has a chance of finishing as like a top two, three fantasy quarterback, even without 
the passing stats to go with it. Mm. No Josh. He's talking nice not not now. even mentioning Josh in these, really. Yeah. Um, you well, know Josh was four. You know, I I, I do the same here's shit. the thing with Josh. Like you gotta understand too, is like he's getting a little bit older, right? And are they going to, you know, limit his rushing attempts and rushing um ability? Like, you know, are they gonna limit that a little bit at he the should. goal line? Like they brought in, you know, Damian Harris, they brought in some big backs, right? And are they going to be limiting him at the goal line now? He's had, you know, seven, eight touchdowns uh, a year over the past several years. Is that going to go down? Um, but, you know, I think he's still going to do his thing. You know, I wish they drafted another. I w- you know, if DeAndre Hopkins goes there, for example, let, let's say he, <sighs> let's say hypothetically DeAndre Hopkins lands oh in, oh in Buffalo. Goodness. I might put Josh Allen over Mahomes, I think. You know, I could put him at three. You know, for fantasy, for fantasy, obviously yeah. for fantasy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> for I just, sure. You got to clarify. You know, I don't. One hundred percent. I mean, I, I, I think, I think yeah. my 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 actual NFL quarterback rankings will be drastically different. Like Justin Fields wouldn't be top five, obviously, right? Yeah. So, well, CJ Stroud put, yeah. put him in his top five. We got picked up by like NFL and ESPN because we interviewed CJ Stroud at the draft the day before the draft, okay. and he gave his top five quarterbacks. In Justin no Fields order, in which Justin all the media oh, he had Justin Fields on top five. Yeah, oh, but they went to OSU yeah, together, yeah, yeah, like yeah, the boys. He, like he literally backed up. He Justin threw Fields. him in there at the <laughs> end. He threw him in there at the end, but whatever. <laughs> um, we we got to wrap in a few minutes, but uh, curious, what's your hottest take for this year's fantasy season? I think Tony Pollard is going to finish as the RB one. Mm. Whoa, Ooh. let's go! The overall, and RB1. a Cowboys Super Bowl or what? <laughs> is that a fantasy question? That was a fantasy take. Um, I don't think the Cowboys are going to make be anywhere close, to be honest with you. Fuck yeah! But uh, I think Pollard's going to have a, a ridiculous year this year. I'm sorry. Man. <laughs> you went from such a high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good because you know what? Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields, top three quarterbacks. Tony Pollard, I have him. And Dynasty. Honesty. Yeah. So we're good. We're good. He talked nice to me today. He can yeah. say a little shit about the Cowboys. You were too high. I had to bring you lower. That's, yeah. fast. Yeah. That's fast. Let's go. That's great. Nah, yeah. I, I think Pollard has. I like Pollard this year a lot. Uh, real quickly on the Pollard note, though, the Cowboys offense, like, I mean, last year you had two. Cowboys. You had two yeah. guys, right? You had CD and Pollard. Really, that were yeah. guys to have. Like, you're not really banking on anybody else there. What does Brandon Cooks change in that offense? I, I think he's. I think he's being undervalued. He's one of those guys, like similar. In that, he's in always that, undervalued. He's always undervalued. But yeah. this year, I think, like for some reason, you know, listen, he had a bad year at Texas. He was like faking. I'm sorry, in Houston, he was faking an injury all year long. Uh, I'm gonna say that that he was because he just didn't want to play mm-hmm. every that, single yeah. week. He wasn't practicing. He's like, oh, am him. I gonna play? Am I not? I don't want to play. So and then he wouldn't play. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's going to be completely, completely different. He's on a contender now. Contender. He's on a contender now. So I mm-hmm. think that, contender. you know, good offense, good quarterback, um, you know, and I think that they truly needed a, a real wide yeah. receiver too. Um, what, will Michael Gallup ever do anything since his rookie year? I, I don't know. We'll see. But I think he's the clear wide receiver two there. And I think he can end up being a low-end wide receiver two, high wide receiver three for fantasy. And he's, he's being drafted, you know, a lot lower than that. Right yeah. Yeah. Tom, before you wrap, I just have to ask this question for Jack. And, I, yeah, Jack I got a I. couple more, too. Oh, you got a couple more? Yeah, go for it. Oh, Dynasty? This is, yeah. this is Dynasty. So we're, yeah. we're big on the Dynasty train. Love yep. it. And obviously, I think it's gained a lot of popularity popularity over the years. And it kind of makes it a year-round sport now, right? Mm-hmm. Because the, he's a freak, so he's doing a bunch of redraft mock drafts. <laughs> he most is people, a fucking freak. Most people aren't doing that. But like when, you, when you're playing Dynasty, now you're talking about like rookie drafts, and you're invested you in the scout? draft. So when Charbonnet, I mean, we were at the draft. We were in oh, Kansas yeah. City. Shambles when they got drafted to the Seahawks, Seattle. bro, I was in shambles. I'm like, what are we doing? Right, right. Um, I still drafted him, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but when do you think Dynasty is, if ever, will overtake kind of redraft that in popularity? Because I think, you know, more people are going to, as more people start playing it, you're kind of looking at it as in like, why would I play redraft if I got my Dynasty team? Right. So do you think that ever will happen? And if so, yeah. when? I, I don't think it's ever going to happen. I, and, and I love Dynasty. Um, it's one of my favorite formats. However, you got to look at like shorter attention spans, right? Like Definitely. You got daily fantasy, right? Yeah. You got like all these things where like you can put a lineup in, in the morning on Sunday and then you'll know the results by like 4 p.m., mm-hmm. right? Right. And that's like, I think that's the challenge. I think more people are going to be tuning out. Um, I think Dynasty is for the fantasy nerds yeah. like us. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, it's for us, people who are really into it, it's like... Probably one of the most rewarding. Like, if you can build a team over a couple of years mm-hmm. and finally Max, win dude. that championship, like, that, that's super rewarding. But not everyone wants that multi-year commitment. I think Makes sense. a lot of people want to tune out, mm. right? Uh, a lot of, like, significant others and, like, wives and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, like you got to, like, get off the couch on Sundays. Like, yeah. we got to do some stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think, like, that also plays into it. Like, I, you know, I think Dynasty is going to get more popular. But right. also, there's so many other formats, totally. you know, sports gambling, 
um, yeah. you know, all these other things Sounds that are going like to be taking bit. attention away right. from totally. fantasy. Yeah, makes sense. It's yeah. Instant gratification. There, there's something yeah. to be said about like having different players to root for every year too, right? Instead of just the same guys. But, but there's also on the other note, on the other side of that is just following. like being like, able to ride a guy team. for years. Yeah, yeah. 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 Some about well, that. Yeah. I didn't understand the dynasty hype until like like. I like always joke with Lipe. I'm like, you know, I'm on his board of advisors for his <laughs> dynasty team, which great championship last year, by the way, for us. Ooh, I, love I can't wait till my ring comes in. It's a little size. Nice. <laughs> um, but like, I did my dynasty like first like dynasty startup draft this year. I was like, oh, this is fucking sick. Like, yeah. I'm in. I it's love so fun, bro. It's fun. It's a it's a good time. It's really fun. I, I think you know it, you know redraft you know for the for the masses I think is probably going to remain like the most totally you know uh, played you know. Sure. Part of fantasy you know, for, for the most part. Yeah. All right, let's go draft. Last last question that I just thought of. It's not written down. We are super biased to all of our teams, and our fans and so listeners much. know that. So I'm curious <laughs> if there's an underrated player on each of our teams that you could give us that would be worth drafting. Ooh, I like that. That's so he's a Cowboys fan. Overrated. Sure, uh, underrated and overrated. Sure. He's a Cowboys fan, Dolphins fan, Niners fan, Giants yeah, fan. All right, so sounds good. Go around the horn. And we're talking fantasy, right? Fantasy okay. wise, fantasy. a player on each of our fandom teams that you would suggest taking that might be underrated. Okay. Or uh, let's start Cowboys. Um, we're going to go Brandon Cooks, underrated. Mm. Uh, overrated? Oh, man. Um, Nobody, bro. We're different. <laughs> uh, I would go, like, if I had to pick one, I would probably go Dak because he's, like, a replaceable low-end QB one. So, yeah, yeah sure. I'll, I'll sure. go Dak. Um, Dolphins? Dolphins? I know what this answer is. Okay. Uh, overrated? I'm going to go... Tyree. I'm going to go Devon A-Chain. I would say. Ooh. Oh. Um, right to the court. <laughs> but, like, you know, he's not being drafted, like, super <sighs> high. But, like, if I had to pick – because I can't pick those other guys, right? Yeah, you can't. Um, it's either him or Tua, right, for fantasy. But I think Tua's going to be fine. He's also kind of replaceable. But A-Chain's an easy answer. Um, underrated, I think Tyreek Hill because he's being drafted as, like, the, the wide receiver four or five. But he has, like, almost an equal chance of being the overall wide receiver one this mm -hmm. year. Mm. with You know, with Cup and with Jefferson, right? Like, so – he has that opportunity yeah. this year. And, you know, he's going for 2000 this year, right? I like, I like that you briefly just mentioned Cup in that conversation because I think everyone forgot about him. No, no, I, I hear you. He he's, he's, should be a top, at least a top three ranked wide receiver this year, for sure. Mm. Bet. Hell yeah. And what was your team again? Niners. All right. So, underrated Brandon Ayuk. That's easy. Um, mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw Trey Lance in there, too, by the way, just to spice Woo! it up a little we bit. Got yeah. a <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple. We got a couple. Let's go. Uh, overrated. Couple overrated. Um, I would go Debo Samuel probably. Sure. As yeah. overrated, I'll throw Brock Purdy in there too. But like, I think De Brock De Purdy fantasy wise is gonna be terrible. Dude, right? unbelievable. Like, uh, Debo Samuel. Um, I think you know, he he's uh, he's obviously he thought he had a bad bad year last year, but I think this year, you know, I think IU could take a step forward. There's so many weapons there too, right? Yeah, you got yeah Kittle, so you got, you many. Got McCaffrey is too many. There's only one ball. Hundred percent. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna go Debo. He's good being drafted team, pretty high bro. right now. Thanks, bro. Appreciate that was a good team. <laughs> and and what was the other team again? The Giants. Okay, uh, overrated. Oh man, this is this is. Um, so they drafted this uh, this wide receiver, um, oh, Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt. Uh, Lipe, you've been talking about this shit. Super, yeah, super overrated. You think he's overrated? He's straight 100%. line. One hundred percent. He yeah. is a one trick pony. Oof. Listen, I, I hate talking shit about players. This is not what I'm doing here. I'm just saying that like uh, he is. He's a, he's a wide receiver who you know is going to need some development, uh, route running all of it. So like one trick pony. I don't even know if he's going to be on the field that much this year. To be honest yeah. with you. That's um, tough to hear. Yeah. It is. And if I'm a Giants fan, you know, I, but I'll say this. Yeah, third yeah. round, good value from an NFL perspective because you have a guy who's going to stretch the field. Mm -hmm. That makes an impact whether you get the ball or not. Okay. Anyway. Opens up Darren. Uh, Nobody Darren wants Waller, to be a one trick pony. Yeah. Underrated Darren Waller. Um, mm. I think underrated. Like Darren Waller could lead um, this team, and I think he will lead the team in targets this year. Um, so he has a chance. As long as he doesn't get hurt, he has a chance of finishing as like a top three tight end. It's a big I would say if. it's probably Kelsey. I know. Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and it could be Waller at three. What about Daniel mm -hmm. Jones? Is he worth drafting in fantasy? I think so. I think so. I think um, you know he has uh, a, you know he has like Russian. seven slot wide receivers uh, to to throw to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they are all slot Isaiah wide receivers. Yeah. So many guys. And David Sills. But the at the end yeah. of the day, he, he has Waller now. You know he's in a decent system. I think Barkley is going to be a little bit healthier this year. I I, I think he's going to be in a decent spot. He has that sneaky rushing ability. Also, so I think Not from so a fantasy perspective, he has a high ceiling on a week to week basis too, because like he can rush for 50 mm -hmm. yards and yeah. then run and in a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. So, and then like throw in maybe one two. or two also. Yeah. So it's like all of a sudden he has a 35 point game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why like he's worth drafting, even if his floor isn't that high. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God damn. Sick. I like Off it. Off the wow, cuff. Man. Yeah, that yeah. was good. That was good. I, mean, I want to do it again. Adam, you got to up your game. <laughs> 
You want to start over? <laughs> I just want to do it again. I want yeah. to do fantasy. Oh, it's so much. Can't overrated, it's though. That's tough, bro. Yeah, because so everyone else, we'll, who else are you going to pick on the Dolphins? It's true. We'll, we'll it's definitely true. have to do another one oh, as yeah. the season approaches. Oh, yeah. We're gonna. I'm going to need more insight. Keep taking notes. Make sure my friends don't This was listen. awesome. You know, <laughs> but uh, for I'll, us, I'll thanks you. for thanks for coming on, this man. This is a great yeah, time. Appreciate you, bro, fun, dude. Appreciate yeah. you guys. I'm so great. juiced for Adam, the season now. Oh my god, Adam has been dying for just fantasy episode, just yeah. full on. Which yep. We yeah. need, bro. Everybody needs. Oh, yeah. I like looked out at my at the clock and I was like 11:30. Like, god damn. Never, <laughs> never too early to start prepping for your fantasy Agreed. team. So, it's actually 100 mock drafts. You don't have 100 mock drafts before June 13th. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Let's just bang one out. Let's just bang one. Rip one right now. What you got? Go from the three spot. Uh, just uh, Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram, yeah. Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. That's how you can find me. That's awesome, pretty much bro. it. Go oh, check yeah. him out. Go Adam's got Fantasy Pros up It's right just now. taking a long time to, to load. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, Faraz, thanks again. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you, bro. Thanks for listening to the Caps Off Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Peace.